at some point they told me I could walk for like slowly walk. Like I would walk down to the mailbox and back. Like I would walk for two minutes and then I would walk for five minutes, took my heart rate monitor. I checked my heart rate. So at some point, I hope none of my doctors are listening. (laughs) At some point I got on the bike and I kept my heart rate below a hundred beats per minute because that's, that's what it got to when I walked slowly up a hill near my house. Smart girl. And so I got on and there were some days where I did five minutes and I, you know, I just pedaled and my heart rate was like in the eighties, but it, it just reminded me, okay, I'm alive. Yeah. I'm doing what I love. It's only five minutes. And for all those people that wonder if these five minute classes I was count, just thinking that. Absolutely they do. I you was... do what you can when you can yeah. to your the best of your ability. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 189, I believe. I, uh, this is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe, I believe. <laughs> yes, I am. And it is episode 189. Yeah. And speaking of, I was 189 before the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and holidays. And then the holidays. Ooh, oh, holidays. There was More so like much it. good food. There was. and now, it's, now I feel like there was so much good food. It's all inside of me. <laughs> Same, same. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, so, how you feeling? I mean, I'm I'm good. So, uh, from a health standpoint, from a health standpoint, you know, uh, we should probably talk about here uh, something that we did. Yeah, we didn't say anything while it was going we on. Did not. Yeah, um, a few people know. A few people know. We talked about mentioned on a Zoom call, but mm-hmm. um, but we did the COVID vaccine medical trial now we're not frontline workers no. but we, so but we we both went in and did the the vaccine we did thing in the jig we did so back in late july early august yeah i think it was so so that was really cool to be a part of we were very it excited was, about that. it was and uh because we live in the same household we pretty quickly figured out that you got the vaccine <laughs> which yeah one got it and one didn't and i got the placebo yeah which works out well though because as i've talked about the my job has me doing all this weird absolutely. stuff absolutely if one of us got the real thing i'm glad it was you because i'm the one that's out working in morgues and and, yeah. and checking in people as they get their covid tests absolutely and, and uh in fact the people that are doing those sorts of duties where i work were actually reclassified as healthcare workers and were offered the vaccine i didn't get it because you already had I already it. got it. I didn't want to eat up a dose, and they wouldn't let me give it to you. Yeah, I asked. Thank you. But uh, you're the bestest. But they was they were like, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can try. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, so that was we're really excited, and it's yeah. it's uh, it's cool to be kind of like in the middle of it, seeing how they actually do it, it and is. It, and I think it brings some comfort knowing like how thorough they are and how serious they're taking it. So if you have your chance to get the vaccine. We encourage you to do so. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you know what? It's more fun than getting tested for COVID. That's for sure. I'll take the <laughs> shot over the test because I've had like four of them now. Mm-hmm. And it's. <laughs> and I, I have I've only had three because one in each nostril. Right. And then so that. Yeah. But 
I haven't had the actual vaccine, so I understand that it can make you feel a little achy, but nothing compared to sticking that thing up your nose. Yeah, I'd, for ooh. real, I'd take the shot over that any yeah. day of the week. I Even, mean, it's, it's important to do because we want to keep people safe, yeah. you know, but woo, yeah. So, but I did have the side effects that they talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, being super effing cool. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie, had a bit of a head start. <laughs> But uh, but for real, like I got chills and but yeah. never got a fever and yep. got super fatigued and but only for a few hours and then went to bed and woke up and I was fine. Yeah. So, so I mean, if and I think we all know, too, I'm a giant puss. It's true. To- it's, it's true. So, I mean, <laughs> like, don't let that stuff scare you. If I can come out the other side of it. OK, you can, too. Come on. Yeah. So if you get a shot to get a shot, don't throw away your shot. Right. As Hamilton would rap. <laughs> he would. He would. <laughs> so uh, now that we've uh, got all that out of the way, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? There's just a lot of odds and ends, mostly news articles. There's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. in the news. Uh, we're going to talk about some delays that we're going to talk about the stock market. We're going to talk about um, there's a couple of celebrity sightings, some interesting uh there's some signs things are happening in the Peloton studio, which I'll okay. get to. So just kind of across the board, a lot of interesting things. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart. All the places. Tune in. Spreaker. Is that a thing? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. If it is, we're there. You should go find <laughs> us. So be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, leave us a review. That's helpful as well. We have a new review. We do? Yes, we do. Yay! This is from Jay Mecklesome. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's pretty lengthy, which is very nice. We're we not appreciate complaining. that. Yeah, we are so not complaining. We're not complaining. But uh, since I found the clip out after becoming an avid Peloton digital app user during quarantine, and it's become my favorite podcast. Oh, wow. Crystal and Tom take a fan's enthusiasm and apply it to look at all elements of Peloton, including strategic business decisions, product launches, branding, instructor, personalities, community engagement, sports psychology, and company mission. He needs to write our description for our I know, podcast. right? I'm just going to cut and paste this. I know, dang. So, and he also uh, says, or she, I'm not sure, says that they enjoy uh, the John Mills segment as well. So I didn't want to skip over his shout out. Absolutely. In an iTunes review. We so, love those two. Yes. So uh, so anyway, thank you very much. Yes. We, we greatly appreciate it. Thank also, you. you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group and sign up for our newsletter at the and also don't forget our youtube channel yeah youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these episodes in all their glory so you can you, see the facial expressions you can see the faces that i get crystal to make you can see <laughs> she's making right now you can see monica ruiz or andrea barber or or any of the awesome people that you ride with every day. Right, totally. So <laughs> There's nothing like seeing John Mills do his exciting, like he has so many like reactions yeah. to things. I love his reactions. And seeing John Mills makes up for having to look at me. So <laughs> that was the thought process behind that. So uh, so anyway, uh, there's all of that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? Let's. Breaking news. So uh, joining us again is John Mills from Run, Lift, Live. Hey, John, how's it going? Good. How's it going? Good. <laughs> good. It's uh, good-ish. <laughs> it's good to be in flyover country right now, I guess. I <laughs> Give it a day or two. Yeah. So totally. um, so uh, we have a lot of things to cover with you today. So um, we'll see how many of these we can fit in. 
First thing I wanted to bring up with you guys is all these shipping delays. Now, we've been hearing about these for months, so this is not any kind of new information. But it seems to be reaching like critical a mass. critical mass or a tipping point. I think that it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware, uh, John, but there's a group out there that's like, I don't even know what it's called. Something about like... Uh, People who haven't gotten their Pelotons, but it's not that. I mean, it's not the words, but it's something to that effect. So apparently it was started on October 20th and it has 6,000 people of it. That was this morning. I don't know. Yeah, like we looked at it last (laughs) night at around 11 o'clock St. Louis time and it had 5,900 people. When we woke up this morning at 6, it was at like 61 or 6,200 people. Uh, yeah, it's still... Okay, so I just checked on it. The official name of it is Peloton Delivery Discussion Group, and it has 6,100 people in it. I feel like they might have called some members, actually. Yeah, because I think it was higher. It was. Yeah. It was. So that's interesting. So... Uh, <laughs> They're kicking out anyone when they get their Peloton. It's like Menudo. <laughs> And this this group exists to discuss exactly what it says, all the delivery issues. There's obviously a lot of complaining and venting in the group, which is understandable. People are frustrated. But also people seem to be talking about like best ways to find get get it quicker, alternate bikes, uh, alternate ideas for things to do if they they don't have their bike. And there's also a new Twitter handle that's called at one Peloton lies that has begun. And it's just screenshots of everyone tagging John Foley and complaining. (laughs) That's that's what we got. So what are your thoughts on that, guys? (laughs) Oh, my God. I've got so many thoughts on this. First, this this has been. This has been this way, you know, March, April. Yeah. Right? It's just gotten a little worse. Then it um, came down a little bit, but it's consistently been 10 weeks plus. But I heard Peloton say anything publicly about it. And I'm not sure I've really seen anything really a structured kind of way of resolving the communication around it. Like I haven't heard, seen anything like that. Agreed. It's just kind of just been a consistent problem which I was expecting something like that to happen. And so I'm not sure what that's all. The demand is so high that, I mean, has really become a problem for Peloton, right? Like, I mean, it's so, clearly become a problem, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, my thought is, you know, to us, we're seeing all these people in my group. I see them and I hear them complain about it. And, you know, I didn't get my bike. And I'm waiting on my tread. They, they rescheduled me again and again and again. But... Since Peloton isn't really saying a whole lot, I know their numbers are just going through the roof. And when we're in the busy season, they're, typically their highest per is January through March. So, like, for them, is it really bad? Right? I, is I, it really? I don't them? think it is. I mean, I think, I I think, think it's it going either. to... So, I think it's getting there, though. Yeah. I think I think the, the noise is getting loud enough that it is going to get there because i think you're going to see there's going to be kind of a lost generation of people that would have been peloton users that have decided like well maybe i should try something else because i don't want if i want to start my fitness journey i don't want to wait three to six months for a bike and so i i I think you are going to you know they're really running the risk of starting to to lose not members that they already have but potential potential members, members right? yeah. you know, that they that they would have never that they would have realized. But now right. they won't. And I get that the, the influx right now is so great that maybe it's kind of like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? And I also feel I do feel bad for them because I I mean, I know it's a combination of covid caused 
it's a blessing and a curse, right? It caused a, a super spike in demand, but it also completely disrupted the supply chain. And that's a bad combo if you're trying to put a product in people's hands. But I do think so. I don't think they're necessarily responsible for the issue, but I do think that they they're responsible for the communication on the issue has right. has not been. Stellar. Yeah, there's been I, I, I was looking today. There's been two kind of public comments. There was one back in uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, there was a message from John Foley, and then there was another one that came out as an end of year kind of thing from from John. And in both of those, he he cited that they were not doing as well with the service as they felt like they should be. But that's it. That's all there's been. Right. I mean, and the right. reason so- I think that it's going to become a bigger problem is because now you have these people self segregating, and they're in an echo chamber of anger. Which don't get me wrong. They did nothing wrong. I don't want right. anybody to misunderstand. I get why they are frustrated. Totally. You know? But now they're they're self segregated, and so they're just like getting each other riled up and riled up, and that and that right. number is growing so fast that I right. am I am concerned. <laughs> I am concerned. The Peloton needs to do something. They need to get loud, and they need to like I don't know what the answer is, but they need to do something. Right, and that's what I've been waiting for. Like, where's that threshold where uh, you know Peloton finally says, oh, oh, oh. We got to do something big. You know, yeah. we got to do something. Disposable echelons. That's my. I mean, yeah. I think that's redundant. You, you send them an <laughs> echelon. <laughs> you send them an echelon that they that when the when the real bike shows up, they can just throw away the echelon. <laughs> I know if this group that what the people complaining in is really enough yet. Right. Because that sounds like even the people in that group right there. There's still people wanting a Peloton. They're just oh, complaining because sure. they haven't got their order yet. I mean, th- there like, there is a lot of that. There are also people that are like legit, like, why are you waiting around? Here's all your alternatives. Like they're selling uh, them on other bikes. I mean, it's right. it's it's happening. It's definitely happening. And I I don't mean that everybody in that group hates Peloton. I don't mean that everybody in that group is like not going to get a Peloton. But they're not frustrated. But they are frustrated. Right. And I and I think that like every day there's like a there, there's like this like timeline right and i don't know where that point is where they where peloton's like oh shit but 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 i feel like we're getting closer yeah (laughs) and that's where i i started feeling that too like as we got later in well just into december i started thinking Uh this is everywhere i go no matter what i i hear about that whenever peloton is mentioned like so you know like you you were just showing the image of where peloton (laughs) mentioned the cool down yeah and then underneath that post (laughs) You just see a bunch of people going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about my order? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not yeah. good. It's not good. It's not a good look for Peloton. It yeah. is not. I, I hope. It made, it made me think that, or do they have like something that they're just kind of going, we just got to get to this date. Like we, we, we're about there. And I keep thinking if they're doing that, if they're just looking at some date, it's coming. We're almost there. Is that the Magtonic thing? Because isn't the, isn't the Magtonic facility supposed to already be open? I haven't heard it anything is. about it. It is. Like, and I think we're almost there. One more week. Like, I, I, I totally I hear you. And I don't I don't I it would not surprise me if that was the case that Peloton's like, we just need to make it to X. But if that's the case, like, wouldn't it be good to tell people? To give people a heads up. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't know, but they've done things like that before. They've they've kept their mouth shut and they've weathered the storm. I just right. think that may not be the approach to take on this one. I, I'm a little I'm a little cons- I'm alarmed. I'm alarmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in the middle of all that, you would yes. get that uh, that Weight Watchers is launching 
their own digital coaching app. Yes. So everybody's getting into the game. Yeah, it's uh, right. they're coming out of the woodwork everywhere. Um, you know, and I think that's another concern with all this because it's like they they have all these comp these comp competitors. You've pointed out many times, John, that there's other competitors that are using Peloton's long lead time as a, a, a selling reason, point. A selling point. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this Weight Watchers thing? Well, I mean, um, Jackieson kind of pointed this out in my group. Ultimately, you, you know that they are really likely looking at noon. Right. They're saying, okay, here's this other health and wellness app. And they're suggesting different exercise programs as a part of their programs. And my assumption is this is Weight Watchers. And they said in 2018, they're trying to get away from losing weight. It's more about health and wellness. And this looks like just another Another um, component to that, to get closer to that. And, and because now they have this competitor in Noom, they're going, oh, we need to hurry up. And so let's offer coaching that's more geared towards health and wellness. I think that's the ultimate reasoning. But what makes it interesting is as a part of that, they're offering their own content. I don't think Noom does that. I think they suggest like, go take this, you know, I don't know, Nordic track class. Or, but, oh, but really? I didn't know that. I, I don't Offering as actual their own content. That's what makes this one a little Makes you go, okay, well, what are they going to, other than allowing users that have already signed up for a Weight Watchers program to use those classes, how else are they going to offer those classes? Will they have them just for usage in an app for someone who doesn't necessarily want the Weight Watchers membership? Like it becomes a question, like how, what are they going to do with that? Where that's where I think it would then be more competitive against like a Peloton Digital. Um, I wonder if they'll start using, because they, you know, they, they do a lot of, a lot of celebrity endorsements. And mm. I wonder if you'll start to see oh. as part of the endorsements, the celebrities create content for their app. Mm. Um, right. You know, because I mean, you know what Oprah was on Weight Watchers yeah. for a while, Jennifer Hudson, like there's been some really big names over the years that right. have been a part of that world. Yeah. It's uh, I think, very interesting. I think it's really interesting. I, I think the kind of the combination of you're taking kind of the idea of kind of um, health and wellness and the psychology of it. And then, kind of bringing it together with actual physical fitness content. I think that idea is interesting. I don't know if it's really competitive against like a pure play digital fitness, you know, platform like Peloton. I kind of feel like it isn't. I I mean, I'm not saying they won't have some people go to that. I'm not saying that Weight Watchers won't be successful. I'm honestly, I think that they will be successful. I I just don't think that you're pulling away the same people. And one reason I don't think that is because you know how there's some brands that are left over from like your mom? Like this is one for me. Like Like my mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like Weight Watchers is like my mom's weight loss kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they don't like it doesn't feel modern. So I think they're going to need to continue to refresh that to really pull people away. I mean, when I think technology and fitness, Weight Watchers is not at the top of my list, you know, and I think people that I also think that like people like my mom would never use Peloton because they they don't like technology. So there's a place for both. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I just don't see a lot of overlap. Yeah, I don't know that any any of these sorts of things are necessarily direct competitors but right. there's just a lot of nibbling around the edges that over time that's for sure adds up absolutely right i mean you, we know peloton started talking health and wellness as a part of their 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 and we suspect offerings. that there's nutrition right 
And so, I mean, I, I guess they're kind of moving towards each other, but I, I don't know that it's close enough now to call them competitors. Yeah. By the way, back in 89, I was buying black suede cologne from Avon. And I ordered some about a year ago. So don't hate. Matter of fact, I wore it once to the studio. I'm and Sean was like, you know, that smells really good. I was, but I was afraid to tell her where I got it. I'm not, I'm not hating. I don't hate Avon. I was just saying that like, that's a different a different generation yeah. like Tupperware it's also I love Tupperware but that's my mom's man <laughs> yeah yeah I, I've been to a last time I did go to a few Tupperware parties with my mother in the 70s See? oh yeah those were the worst I still have leftover Tupperware from my mom that she's passed over to me Although, like, I, it was good stuff it's good stuff I, you can't complain it does, it does last <laughs> I Man, those cool. oh, I should have told that Avon cologne story. I might get some <laughs> messages on that. I bet you will. <laughs> Their Kool-Aid pictures were the best, though. The, right? Uh, the the Avon? I no. mean, wait. But, oh, my God. Tupperware. Tupperware. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. That tan one with the lid that pops right in. And like, then, like, oh. turns, yeah. spins. We all had that, Every, right? Yeah. I, I mean, who didn't? And, uh, the cake carrier was my favorite because you could use it for different things. Like, you flip it upside down, use it as a big bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then uh, uh, moving along, uh, apparently uh, Bank of America thinks Peloton is a thematic stock favorite. I am uh, going to be perfectly transparent. I have no idea what I just said. Honestly, those just feel like words. Could you translate like, that into people? They, they, well, li- they like they like Peloton. That's what I heard. Well, I, I mean, they're based. I mean, they have lists of stocks that are around a particular theme, and so uh, folks that are looking to invest. If that aligns to who they are and their interest, then that theme might be interesting to them. Okay. So it sounds like they've added Peloton into the millennial Gen Z, their list of stocks that fall into that theme. Okay, that okay. actually is pretty important then because, uh, you know, Peloton's been saying for a while that that, youngest, that younger generation is their fastest growing customer. So uh, I do think that is very notable then. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Now, whether or not, I don't know how much that's really... You know, I don't know how much it's beneficial to the Peloton. My assumption is it it will be, right? I mean, you go in, you want to invest. You're not quite sure what to invest in. They tell you about these thematic lists, and you go, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's me. That makes sense. Okay, go in with that." That's what so I I'm think. Assuming yeah. it would be helpful, but I, I don't know how much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the back end. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I right. just read that and was like, I have no idea what that means. I didn't even know that they collected stocks like that. Well, that's how I. That's how I organize my comics. I, uh, and, that, that, and that story was from Justin Post. He tends to be uh, pretty complimentary to Peloton. He has kind of a, a positive outlook on where they're going. So well, I think ultimately, I think it was probably a good thing. We we have we have the flip side of that next. Right. Yeah, and which is Jim Cramer, who's never wrong. Cramer, Cramer's killing me. He's never been wrong. I like he's the he's like the the weatherman of stocks. <laughs> Like, right. it doesn't matter how wrong he is. He gets to keep working. <laughs> Kramer is so reactionary when he's supposed to be forward looking. So, OK, so he says back in what was it, October, November or whenever they they came out with that, the we had now a vaccine that was about to be approved. And at that time, I think Peloton was somewhere around 139. OK. And I didn't hear anything from Kramer. Until it dropped, Peloton dropped down to around 111, 110. The then end of all the of a world. sudden, Kramer was like, you got to get rid of these stay-at-homes, including Peloton, because it's over. 
And so then Peloton dropped slightly below 100, but then ran back up to 160. And as it was going back up, Kramer's going, you know, I mean, you know, Peloton's a solid company. You know, you you kind of have to stick with solid company. He's really he's really right. banking on the fact that people don't have DVRs. Right. And so then he goes up to 165 or whatever, and he still hasn't said anything. And now it's dropped down one low 140s. And now I hear this. Oh, I don't know about these stay-at-homes now. I, I mean... Okay. It, 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 you're right. It sounds like the the weatherman in San Diego <laughs> I've telling heard, me every day. I've heard stories of people. One day it rains and he goes, oh, yeah, it's going to rain. I'm looking out the window. It's raining. I know. I'm looking. <laughs> I've heard stories of people who've gotten the vaccine, gone home, and just wheeled their Peloton out for the trash. <laughs> they were like, no more. I am cured of the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm glad that that's how you feel about it because I think that he is not accurate. I said nicely. It's yes. just very reactionary. That's the way it feels like. The timing. Yes. This will be the second time. Right? Okay. Yeah. So he he has his own little pattern. Maybe yeah. we should maybe we should start doing reports on how he reports. We start right. <laughs> or buying against him. Yeah. Use him as a way to. Go the other way. So, by the time he speaks about it, it's it already happened. Right, that, that's been happened. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us again this week, John. And before we go, remind everybody where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Facebook in my Run Lift and Live group or page. They can find me on Instagram, Run Lift and Live, or at Run Lift and Live. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses. And then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to Gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually 
really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Peloton tweeter extraordinaire. <laughs> I don't know what else to call him. We need a better a better thing for Bob Tremore. We do. Yeah. We do. But uh, the tree monster. <laughs> No, no, what no! Is, it needs to be something. I mean, that's what do catchy. they call those very wise trees in Lord of the Rings? Oh, we should call them that. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. So I I'm, like that. I'm a nerd, but I couldn't make it through those books. Mm. I, I never read them either. I was, saw the movies though. It was just it was too much like homework. I felt like I should be taking notes, and I'm like, can't do it. Too slow. Yeah. So, uh, so Bob Tremor <laughs> tweeted. He stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> He's falling asleep. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of people have uh, that there are some signs that maybe studio classes might be in our our not too distant future. Yeah, I was super excited to see this tweet because, um, well, I I have thoughts, but um, one of my my things is okay. So so he tweeted this because he found a job listing. He keeps a close eye on those, mm-hmm. and uh, he found a job listing for a studio person to help members with bikes before classes. And why would you need that if you're not doing it before classes? Absolutely. It was for the New York City studio, in case anyone is wondering. I don't mean the UK gotcha. studio. Um, and uh, I I think this is timely because it's been on my mind lately as we are now in 2021. Will or will we not have homecoming? Totally. And so... um. Well, we certainly can't have it if the studio isn't open. That seems like a fair assumption. Right. So uh, I'm hopeful that this is real and it's soon. But I am also like, I don't know, because because the vaccine thing is not happening as quickly as everybody would like. And I feel like that's probably going to be a big key here. So I don't know. We'll see. Watch this space. Yep. And then uh, speaking of just little interesting uh, tidbits we found on the the Internet, uh, Matt Wilpers updated his LinkedIn account. Yes, he has a new position listed as instructor and training specialist at Peloton Interactive. That was via Terry Shelley brought that up to me. Okay. Any idea what what was it before and what this change would be indicative of? It mentioned some kind of instructor before. Okay. Uh, It did not mention training specialist. So that's the big question here. What exactly is he training for? We know that Cody is the big bike trainer. Gotcha. Maybe he's training that guy who's going to help people with the bikes. Don't think so. Don't think so? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, Also, the other interesting thing is that I don't think that he would be training for the tread because I think that that falls... I could be wrong. I've always had the impression that fell under like Rebecca and Maddie for the tread side. So what exactly is he training for? Maybe he's training for a power zone. Maybe on the bike, yeah. uh, maybe because it's specific because he did train Olivia and Christine right. and, and of course, Dennis. So m- that's one theory. I don't know. I don't have another theory besides that. Um, okay. That's where we are. Just curious. Mm-hmm. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. 
Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couple Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jen. Hi. Hi. Hey there. Okay, so we we have for the last several weeks, except for last week's, we've had our our listeners come up with I come up with questions for you that they've been dying to ask. And this one I think speaks to a lot of people who are brand new to Peloton. What happens if you're not feeling the Peloton magic? And by that, my interpretation of this person's question is Everybody talks about how much they love Peloton. They can't wait to take another class. They 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 can't wait to get back on their bike. But what if you're the person who can wait? Like you you get you have to force yourself to take another class. Like you're just not feeling it. Like what do you do then? This is a great question because I think that most beginners feel this. I agree. And it, it's unusual for someone to hop on the bike and for a moment one be like, this is the most amazing experience. I can't wait to do it again. And I read a very interesting study that looked at people who maintain longstanding exercise commitments that who are regular exercisers. And what they found was that the people who are become these kind of habitual long-term exercisers did it because when asked, you know, what keeps you motivated? Why do you do it? They were very uh, connected to the endorphins they felt, how good they felt when it was done, the improvements that they saw in their strength, their cardio, how great they felt that there was an association with kind of the end game. Now, the, the problem is that in the beginning, when you first start Peloton or any exercise regimen that you're not going to feel that right. you're going to feel sore. It's going to be hard. You might feel discouraged. You're, you're going to feel like you're weak. You're going to feel like you can't do it. It's going to oftentimes be kind of a discouraging experience in the beginning, but what you have to do is build on that. And so it's almost like at the beginning of your exercise experience, it's almost like you have to think of it as taking your medicine. Like, I know that there are times even now, and I think I've got, I haven't checked lately, I think I have like a 74, 80 week streak or whatever it is. <laughs> I love going back because I do have that association, that positive association. And yet there's still times where I'm like, I don't feel like getting on my tread. I don't feel like running today. <laughs> but what I always tell myself is, how do I want to feel at the end? That's what gets me started. Because I know if I start, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to see it all the way through. It's starting that oftentimes is the hardest thing. You know, I'm also a big fan of doing things that set you up to succeed. I put out my Peloton wear, and and you know, Crystal, personally, (laughs) how obsessed I am with my Peloton wear. (laughs) But, and it's like my clients have even started saying, like, you now wear Peloton when you do therapy. Yes, I am. (laughs) And it's really comfortable. But I put out my clothes the night before. I know whether I'm doing a run or a, a spin class, which require different bras. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But I put it out in advance. 
which means that I'm not going to stand there because I can stand there for a half hour debating on what. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm out of time. I've got clients. I can't do that. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I set a, time, a start time for myself that gives me some leeway if I'm like, oh, you know what? There are more dishes to do in the kitchen than I thought before I get to that workout. But I try to build in so that I am most set up to succeed. So expect to not feel the magic, expect to, to feel pretty discouraged at the beginning. But like I, you've heard me talk about a lot, make small manageable goals. Don't overdo it. The worst thing you can do in terms of killing the Peloton magic is doing too much, too soon, too fast, too hard. Yes. Better you do a 10-minute class or a 20-minute class. Don't do an hour class. Don't do a 45-minute class if you're just starting. Like, you may not even want to do a 30-minute class. Work up to that and, and build on what you've done because what you want to do is have that first experience of, yes, I did it. Because that's what gets you sucked in. And I have a, a girlfriend in D.C. who um, has been quarantined as well. And she called me up and was like, I need some girlfriend time. So we now once a week, we do our Peloton workout, we do our floor work together via FaceTime. I love that. And she's someone who has not exercised her whole life. For her, she was starting early, like she was kind of starting with me. And, you know, I said, you know what, try doing Emma's uh, Crush Your Core. Do the the four week Crush Your Core. And she did it. And she was like, I didn't think I'd be able to do it. But Now I really like doing core class. And so I was like, great, do 10 minutes of core with me on Thursdays. And she's like, I don't know if I can make it 10 minutes. I was like, well, let's try it. And so we did it. And then now she's like, I can do 10 minute classes. So now she feels great. And she's (laughs) built on it. Now we've been working out together for a few months and she's, she's kicking ass and she's lost 10 pounds and she feels really strong. And now she's working out on her own and she's built on her successes. And the only way to feel the Peloton magic is to tolerate it not being an amazing, wonderful experience in the beginning set small manageable goals and build on them and trust the process. Yes, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Good advice. Awesome. Thank thank you so much for all that. Uh, Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Mann. Two ends on Jen, two ends on Matt. Peloton in the news. So Allie Love is getting hitched. She is. It's official. She is engaged to uh, Andrew. So they okay. they are being dubbed the A-Team. Okay. That's, that's a their, good... That's their new name. That's a good couple name. Yep. And uh, I don't know... I, they were at some tropical location when he proposed. Ah. I know there were fireworks. Uh, that's all I got. Not a euphemism. There were literally fireworks. Literally fireworks yeah. in the Instagram post. Um, and then uh, People Magazine reported on it. They were in page six, uh, the New York, Ooh. whatever that is. It It is fascinating to have watched the evolution of the of, instructors, of the instructors as celebrities as we've been because we've been doing this for so long. Now. It's, right. it's, this is our fourth year. Yeah. And are soon to enter our. No, it's be our fourth this anniversary. Our fourth, so yeah. yeah, entering our fifth year soon. And so we've been doing it for for a while. And it's like originally it was like a big deal when Peloton even got mentioned in the news. Yes. And now like the instructors are flat out celebrities, which we had been predicting from the Absolutely. beginning that they're going to become celebrities. And so she's in People magazine. And yeah. Like, this and, this would not have been a mention in People magazine when we started this podcast. Absolutely not. I that's 
pretty cool to see the instructors grow up like that. Absolutely. You see them grow up there as the fireworks. Yeah. And uh, they have celebrity couple nicknames. <laughs> we, I mean, it's so big. We have a celebrity couple nickname. Oh, do we? We do. What is it? Tristel. What? <laughs> no, we have that. That's our I didn't know we like called it that. Like <laughs> yeah. I thought, because that's your friend Bonnie named us that. Yeah. We... So I, you know, a member of the media technically called us that. That's true. She used to work <laughs> in radio with me and and she coined Tristel. She did. Which I think if I think on iTunes when we uploaded the episode, we did it under the name Tristel. We we so. uh, I know we did it under like when we did our little thing when we had your guys here from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. And we did that production. We we put it under Tristel Productions. Tristel Productions for the show that we did. So yeah. So there's our celebrity couple nickname. Yeah. Tada. We're on the same level as Ali Love. Finally revealed. <laughs> what you guys always wanted to know, right? Yeah. <laughs> dying to know that. So um and then uh Jen Sherman, speaking of actual Famous people uh, Jen Sherman was featured On the cover of 201 Which apparently is Is a uh, area code In New Jersey Right Because everyone was like Oh yeah I lived in the 201 I didn't know that was a thing I know they called it that I, Yeah I think every Sometimes people around Call us 314 People around here Nowhere else cares No But um, No I just didn't know Like yeah. I'm not like offended By it or anything But regardless she made the cover of the magazine. Yeah, That's she's not just cool. in it. She's on the cover. Yeah. That's pretty spiffy. It is. And I know I didn't post the um, the link originally. That's because it wasn't like an official link at the time. So for everybody out there, we will post it out on our Facebook page. And of course, it will be in the newsletter because Tom is much better about sending it. Than I've been I was. pretty good lately. You have. I, I'm not, not to toot my own horn, but uh, toot toot. Well, you, you just toot right along. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do all the other stuff. <laughs> I'll take that deal. Okay. And then uh, Pop Sugar had an article about uh, nine Peloton instructors you should take classes from in 2021. Yeah. So this is an interesting list because most of these instructors are from the what I consider the new instructors. And I consider anybody that's not in the original 13 a new instructor. Okay. So for people who are new to Peloton, they're all new to you. I get that. Right. But, um, but about two years ago, that's when the tread got launched. That's and they added on a bunch of tread instructors. And since then, they've added on cycling instructors. And so it's there. A lot of these are new. There's right. a couple like Robin that are in there, but most of them are on the newer side. Interesting. Mm hmm. I thought it was interesting. But yeah, I guess you make a good point that there are so such an influx of people to Peloton that they have no frame of reference for who's new and who's quote unquote old. Yeah, I should make like a timeline, put it on our website. But I don't know how to do that. So if anybody knows how to make a timeline and put it on a website, let me know. <laughs> that sounds like too much work. It does sound like work. And we you just said, I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> so that falls to you. And then Self Magazine uh, had an article, Fitness Changed Big in 2020. Here's what it means for us going forward. Yes. And they had a bunch of stuff that's going to happen. It's, it's a bunch of predictions, but I thought it was interesting. One... I used to read Self Magazine back when I was going to get all in in shape the first time. Mm -hmm. So like 15 years ago. Right. You were wearing acid wash jeans. I totally was. Wearing a swatch. And I loved Self Magazine. So I think it's cool to see them in Peloton. Just a little bit of a, a little flashback for me. Yeah. But um, they, they basically are saying the big one is digital and online fitness are going to stick around. I don't think that shocks any of us. Yeah. But Ooh, I love I a, love seeing it. That's you know? a hot take. I know. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
checking out the competition. CNET had an article about the best smart home gym workouts of 2021. So Peloton is included, but it also has mirror and tempo and and more. Yeah. And they're also not included. Like the best budget exercise bike was Echelon. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. But the best full featured exercise bike was Peloton. Uh, and of course, the smart boxing gear. I, I love that we're so like wired into all these different companies. The best boxing gear was Fight Camp. So awesome. good for them. Yeah. Uh, Mirror is on here. I did not see um, any, I did not see anything about Tonal in this one. That uh, seems like a missed opportunity. I, I don't agree. Think anybody's doing what Tonal's doing, and it's a pretty cool machine. I agree. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, so they put tempo in here, but. Oh, oh there's there tonal. There's I missed tonal. it. I probably yeah. just scrolled through too fast. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better because I I'm really glad they're in here. I feel like personally that tonal is the best machine out there for resistance. Yeah. Weightlifting. I I really do. Um. And I think tempo is fine for people who who like free weights. Like that's fine. That, that's great. It just doesn't have all the AI built into tonal. So that's why I feel so strongly about it. And uh, while we're talking about competitors, Vox.com had an article that neither of us have admittedly had a chance to read yet about SoulCycle. It sounds interesting, though, how SoulCycle lost its soul. Yeah, it kind of goes through my understanding of this article based on what people have sent to me is it kind of goes through the entire like timeline the of, of the the meltdown that has been SoulCycle. Yeah. And uh, one person told me that it seems like watching high school play out, <laughs> which, you know, we've kind of talked about that before that like these these guys, it seems like. They had a lot of success go to their head and they didn't have somebody to keep them in check. Right. So it makes sense to me. Whoa. Well, I don't know what this is, but there's a picture from the th- article that says, and it says a sticky note with a quote attributed to Janet Fitzgerald. Is that one of their instructors or something? And the note says, if someone asks you if you are back on cocaine or if you have an eating disorder, you know you've hit your goal weight. Good God. Woof. Woof indeed. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's okay. Well, well I'm looking forward to reading that. Article. Yeah, <laughs> we might have to touch base on this one again. Yeah, yeah. We might Ooh. have to stop recording just so we can read this article. <laughs> it's like you know what? It also reminds me of not only high school, but also bad reality reality television, like the kind that's like a train wreck and you cannot look away. Totally. That's what that article looked like. Yes. I can't wait to read it. And then Shape.com had an article about the best Peloton bike alternatives on Amazon, according to the reviews. Yeah. Y'all know how I feel about this. Um, totally. But I you mean, know, I will say this. <laughs> uh, there, There's a lot of good bikes out there that aren't Peloton, but they, they don't necessarily need to be. There are a lot of really good ones. I've never even heard of this one. Poo-poo? It's Poo-boo. Oh, okay. Not Poo-poo. Oh, that's Echelon. I was like, how is Echelon not suing suing them? And it's called Poo Poo. That's their trademark. (laughs) But a lot of these bikes look well built. Like this this Poo Poo one looks well built. Yeah. And it has a lot of adjustments and stuff on it. This one does too. Yasudo. That one also appears to be a a really good, sturdy bike. Um, uh, Vig Body. I feel like I've heard of this one. That one doesn't look as comfortable to me. Yeah. Um, and then best quality. I love seeing the Sunny because I've talked about this before. Sunny is a great bike for people it is it is a very inexpensive bike it's affordable and it's a very well-made bike yeah and then also i mean kind of circling back around on how we open the show you know i mean a lot of people are probably looking for exactly advice like this if they're having trouble getting a peloton delivered they're gonna eventually go elsewhere you know sad but true 
We started talking last week about uh, Logan Active Clean. Yeah. Which we've seen a lot of people actually starting to buy it already. Yes. Uh, we had quite a few people that uh, we you posted a thing on YouTube and Facebook about it and people were in inter- Instagram and people were interacting and uh, people got to see it in action. So yes. if, if you want to see that, you can go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page to kind of see what it looks like and you kind of walking through and showing how easy it is to just spray all over your damn machine and you don't got to worry about it hurting a thing. It's really amazing. Um, it's an alcohol free product. So as it cleans, it's it's keeping your surfaces clean, but it's not destroying the surfaces. And obviously we pay a lot of money for these wonderful machines that we have. So it's important that they last. You right. Know? And um, so you can use alcohol based products on your screen and you can probably get away with that for a few times. But you're not going to be able to do that over and over again without seeing damage. Over time, it's going to take a toll. It is. So these products, I really like them because they're non-toxic, alcohol-free. The fragrance is natural. It's plant-derived. And, you know, this is something we did not mention before. They're made right here in the USA. Oh, that's a good point. Um, And and also, just the, um, the different products, there is just a quick breakdown. There's the yoga mat cleaner and Mm -hmm. it it also cleans all surfaces. They also have an air mist and a hand sanitizer. Also, the hand sanitizer is alcohol free and they have two different kinds of towels. One is a 10 by 10 and one is a 20 by 14. So the 10 by 10 is great to like clean with. And then the the larger one you can actually use while you're working out, which is fabulous. And they're not $40 towels. They're just, you know, they're more affordably priced. They are. And they're the cool microfiber kinds where they're softer. Yeah. And they, they like soak up a ton of water. So they're super soft. They're comfortable. They don't rip up your face when you like pat it dry. Like and and also they don't rip up your equipment when you pat it dry. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, if, if you're looking for just another reason, if you're not sold yet, you can also you can use this to clean your car because so, so many cars have the touch screens on it now and you want to clean the dashboard, but you don't want to damage the screen. And what do you use? You can you can just take a bottle of this out to your car and wipe it right down and you are good to go. Perfect. And it'll make your car feel like a, smell like a fancy pants spa. Yeah, because Tom is super picky and even he likes the scent of these products. So I tell you what, that is that is a big deal right there. That's a win. It's not easy to do. And no, it does not smell like chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. that's, that'll be everyone's next question. Does no, it smell there's like- a lot of eucalyptus and spearmint and things like that yeah. in the different products. And but it smell smells really, really clean. It does, yeah. but not like... Not like chemical clean. Right, right. Not like detergent or bleach. Right. But like, but it's just fresh. Fresh. Yeah. That's a good So um, you can, if, if you want to find out more, you can go to their website, loganactiveclean.com, or you can follow them on, on Twitter and Instagram, I guess, at Logan Active Clean, Facebook Logan Active Clean. And if you order now, use the promo code CLIPOUT10. You'll receive 10% off your order and any order over $59 in the 48 contiguous states. Look it up. <laughs> gets free shipping. Yeah, very cool. Peloton celebrity sightings. I'm going to show my age here, but apparently Sierra has a Peloton. She does. Okay, so I don't actually know either. I oh, think we're so old. I think she's a music artist. That would make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, guys, I know. I know we should know. I know. I'm well, embarrassed that we don't. I'm a rock don't. guy. I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she's pop. I think okay, but uh, but she has she has a Peloton, and I'm sure yeah. that will excite lots of people. It, yeah, and she was kind of talking about her uh, weight loss in general, and mm-hmm. mentioned Peloton, and and she's mentioned it more than once on her uh, social media. Gotcha, so that's pretty cool. I think that'll probably be the next phase of uh, of Peloton in pop culture is when uh, rappers start name dropping it in songs. <laughs> 
like when like people start saying gray goose or whatever like yeah that's, yeah that's funny that's that could be true but wait there's more right while we're talking about celebrities and their pelotons we found another one joe jonas <laughs> the hesitation was because he was trying to get the uh image to come up not because he didn't know even he knows this one yes even I, I, know I do this know one. i have heard of the jonas brothers <laughs> so he rides a peloton bike and he posted pictures of it on the gram on the gram as the kids call it <laughs> here he is trying to look tough yes and he's not fooling anybody because he's no. joe jonas and uh and yeah Apparently, he likes to ride with Kendall. So there you go. I was like, who is that? You'll know. I won't. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, and. And then he's in his like Ferrari or Lamborghini or whatever. That trying is. to look like James Bond. I'm pretty sure that that is a Toyota Camry. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Toyota Camry guy. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems right. Yeah. Peloton birthdays. So before we wrap things up, uh, Peloton birthdays, Hannah Frankson has a birthday this coming week on January 11th. Happy birthday, Hannah. We Is that our first time giving a UK instructor a, a birthday? Because because like uh, some of the other ones weren't on the list. They weren't on the list. So like we missed them and had to back. I think we had to back up and do, Le yeah. do Leanne's birthday. That's right. Yeah. So I'm, okay. Yeah. Well, but it's the first time we've given Hannah a, a happy birthday. I know that because she's a new instructor. Yeah. So her birthday's on January 11th, which is also my ex-wife's birthday. But don't hold that against Hannah Frankson. No, don't. Uh Wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> you should do that. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Robin January. Hey, Robin, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Yeah. We're good. Uh, it's nice that it's a weekend. I always enjoy our weekend interviews because we don't have to uh, rush home from work. I have to rush off to work. Right. So Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> glad you and... You enjoy that feature? I do not. Yeah. <laughs> you have a job. Well, I hope you have a good evening at work. Aww, Me too. Thank to you. That. Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm already, I'm already like one step ahead of most people because this is what I get to wear to work, right? Yeah. Like this is my. Oh, nice. Yeah. A, we're just a hoodie. You're so. all dressed up in your fancy red hoodie. Yeah. That's, have, his, that's right. Like He's it. got his dress hoodie on. Yeah. <laughs> we have our big giant Christmas light display in the parking lot of the arena, and so I'm I'm running that tonight. So. To nice. Dress like this. But what about you? Yes. Yeah, we're talking She's about like, Peloton. She's what'd like, you have what, me on for? Right. Yeah, you guys could do this anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Robin, how did you originally find Peloton? So, I have been an at home exerciser for years, like going back to the firm. I which had the firm. I've heard you talk about before. Oh, yes. my God. So, <laughs> I was a firm fanatic. I even visited their studio. No, you in did not. Columbia, South Carolina. Yes. <laughs> oh my so God. I had like a personal training session with one of them. I took classes. So, um, so other than the fact that on. I am solid. What, yeah. what is the firm? I don't know. Like the, so I'm a middle-aged guy. Know. So for me, the firm is a super group with, <laughs> with Jimmy Page and Paul Rogers. So, so you know the steps I have out there in my workout area, like okay. the 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 purple and the blue one. Okay, that's from the, the firm. Fanny lifters. Yes. Ah. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I yes. have I have the fanny lifter left over from the firm. It was a workout That's video. That's why your fanny is so hard to reach. <laughs> <laughs> it's on uh, it was. It's a workout video from back in the day. Okay, and uh, they yeah, did a great back job when there were VHS. Exactly, and they did a great job of mixing strength and cardio. Okay, they were one of the. Yes. I would say right then they were kind of the only one. Was that at their home. big hook? They send you these steps to step on up on. No, they also had a bar, and uh, so it was like your little weights, and you had okay. to the bar and did some weights. <laughs> Okay. Am I doing it right, Robin? <laughs> there was a lot of so these it's, it's funny. When I got my tonal, I sold one of my firm steps and that little bar that you're talking about. No, you did but not. I, I posted on Facebook that I'm I'm coming up to like the current technology age <laughs> and I'm getting rid of like the VHS era workout equipment. I don't so. know what happened to the bar. It it got lost in one of the many moves, but uh, I still have those steps because whenever I do work out in the tonal and, you know, sometimes they have you do steps up on the bench. Uh, it's a little mm-hmm. my knees a little wobbly and it hurts my knees. So I use those steps still. I still use them. Yes, <laughs> yes I still have one set and I use them, too. So awesome. I thought I thought you would appreciate that. I yeah. love it. So all we, the way back to I'm the just, firm. I'm I'm just curious when you when you listed them on Facebook was somebody like oh my god these are a collector item or I still do that and I've been looking for these or were they just like sure I'll exercise this is as good as anything I think it was the latter gotcha. I, <laughs> I, I I posted them for free yeah. and it's like you know and it was during you know we're still in the time of COVID but sure. it was in May so we were like thick into yeah nobody COVID could find weights anywhere yes. right. yeah so I mean people you know one person like Snag that up. So. And let me tell you something about that Hope bar, Tom. That DNA bar is nice and firm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the bar had three pieces to it. So the ends came off so you could use them as hand weights. Nice. Yes. It was yeah. cool. That's pretty fancy. It, wa- it was. I mean, for 1998 or whenever you were doing it. It was around then. Might have been early 2000. Gotcha. Might have been early 2000s. I don't remember exactly. I don't know. I just didn't know if there was still like a, a cult or, you know, some things there's yeah, that's people, a big question. even though it might have died down, there's still like diehard people that still do it, that want it. Yeah, you know? that's a good question. And things get hard to find. And so I'm going to have to look that up now that we've we've had a conversation again about the firm. I'm going to have to look that up and see. Well, you'd have to find a VHS recorder to even so do like, some of those classes. You so. would, but I didn't know if they like still exist in some form or fashion, you know, because they kept trying to come out with new things yeah. there for a while. Yes. And so yes. I didn't know if yeah. they had a new, like if they're, st- if they still exist, but they're, you know, doing something different these days. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like prime target market for yeah. Peloton. Okay. Other than the fact that I work out in an unfinished basement that doubles as my laundry room, um, <laughs> I like I am target market. Okay, <laughs> so I was prime for the taking. Um, I I bought a really nice spin bike in 2011, oh, thinking wow. that I would just do my own thing on it. Yeah. Um, after we had our last child, and it sat there and collected dust for a few years. So I actually found a gym out of California that sold virtual memberships. It was a boutique fitness studio and they offered indoor cycling and combo classes like cycling and sculpt, like the Peloton boot camp. Um, They had everything from TRX to yoga and I was all in. And through that group, uh, through that gym, I found a group of members who were all over the world. And we have this kind of OG Facebook group. 
Wow. And so I'm still friends with this 30 or 40 people in this Facebook group, but we do a variety of at-home workouts. So when Peloton first released their iOS app, it was free and not just for two weeks, not just for three months. I think it was free for like a considerable amount of time. And you might know, Crystal, how long. I think it was just free. Like, I don't think you had to do anything, but it was it was much more limited in scope than it is today. Right. I mean, you couldn't really do very much with it. Now, I didn't have the app because we all know that android took a while <laughs> to come out yes. with the app yes. so there yes. wasn't there wasn't i don't know i don't think there was a whole lot going on with the uh the apple app i mean you could certainly use it but you couldn't do all the cool things you can do with it today and it didn't look as pretty right. back then yeah so you could take an on-demand class or a live class and i think that was about it yeah so someone in this facebook group that i was in said you know peloton has released the app if you want to, if you're interested to see what it's all about, download it and try it. And I did. And it seemed like it was very geared towards people who actually had the bike because the classes were even named things like metrics. And um, so I tried a class, didn't, didn't really work for me, deleted the app and thought that was it. Oh my gosh. Until, I know, I know. <laughs> But it gets better. It gets better. Um, so, well, thanks for joining us. Two, yeah, yeah, it was great. Tom, have a nice evening at work. Um, in 2017, another one of my friends from this group, hey, Jody, uh, started posting these heart rate graphs where she was in a heart rate zone from like 70 to 79% for an entire class. And when I first saw it, I thought she must be like walking on a treadmill because I, I had two speeds for working out. I was either zero doing restorative yoga or a hundred doing spin, sculpt, TRX. You know, there was no in between for me. And I was working out way too hard six days a week. So the more she posted, we finally started asking what in the world she was doing. And she was doing Peloton classes. So in late 2017, like the last week of December, I downloaded the app again to try it. And I took a heart rate zone endurance class with Christine. And that was all she wrote. I mean, I was all in, immediately did her three-month training plan for heart rate zone training. And I, you know, the rest is history. So not love at first sight. It was, uh, but... It, not love at first sight. And I wish I knew what class I did, you know, back in 2015 or 16. Um, But I think it would be like if a, if a brand new person with a non Peloton bike tried like Kendall's movie themed ride. Oh, cause it would just be so like, you wouldn't have any kind of context about why they're doing anything they're doing. You wouldn't get that. That's more of like a a one-off gimmicky, silly kind of a thing as opposed to like, you'd think like, Oh geez, they're all like this. Like that's a bit, (laughs) that's a bit much. Yeah. I don't need classes by rip torn. that's, (laughs) That's a bit much. I, uh, I also think I find it interesting, you know, people complain a lot about Peloton making so many changes and tweaks and fixes and, 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 you know, and it's like, I also can't help but wonder if maybe that's part of it, right? Like if maybe some of the changes they made in the interim made it more appealing to you. And so when people kind of complain about that, maybe, maybe this is, this is the unintended, well, 
unintended as far as we know, not unintended from Peloton's standpoint, is maybe they're seeing metrics that can show them like, oh, people do one or two of these and then they're out if they're brand new and maybe we adjust. I mean, they yeah. do some deep data mining over they, there. They absolutely do. That's an interesting point. It's, it was also um, kind of a blast from the past to hear you say that, you know, they used to have classes labeled as metrics. I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that. Like, that was so long ago. That was back in the day. <laughs> they had those mm-hmm. metrics yeah. classes. and <laughs> I, I still don't know what they are. I, I don't think it, it, it just means that it's based <laughs> on it's based on your cadence and how fast you're going and your resistance like it was very focused on that as opposed to like a groove ride where you're focused on the beat of the music you know so you were you were trying to hit certain goals as opposed to just enjoying the ride you know what i'm saying okay and you know speaking of blasts from the past remember when we were talking about the firm yeah and i think that's why the heart rate zone what did you find i found they're still around they are oh my gosh I know Robin's on her phone, so it's probably a little hard to see. I was like, my computer just did something. Yeah, I I shared the screen. I'm I'm on the computer. Yeah. Okay, I thought I did something wrong. No, no, no. 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 I I found the firm while we were talking about Blast from the past. I'm like, remember when we were talking about the firm? Oh, my God. It's still around. (gasps) That's Hey, that lady was one of the teachers back then, too. That Allison Davis. Yes. That's her. But she she went by Allie back then, I think. But uh, but yeah, yes. so there's the firm for people watching our YouTube oh channel. Oh my gosh! It's still you can see the screen grab, but it's uh, and then there's uh, I just think it's funny that like on their website, their official website, there's some sort of weird coding. So anything that's supposed to be an apostrophe is actually a question mark. <laughs> so that's the level of that's the the attention to detail that they're exhibiting over there. So wow. I'm sorry I interrupted. Okay. You were talking about heart rate heart rate zone training. <laughs> And I, <laughs> oh, yeah, that that was a blast from the past. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think heart rate zone training is a great entry point for app riders in particular because you don't need a way to gauge resistance. You can That's just focus on cadence and focus on heart rate. And if you don't have a heart rate monitor, you can go through perceived exertion. So if you're an app rider and you need to you know, start to understand Peloton, I think it's a great way to train. But you better do it before they all get purged. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were just talking about this morning because Tom, Tom and I were having a whole conversation about... Yes, we uh, t- talk about it when we're not recording as well. Yeah, that's that's true. But we were talking about um, the, the new feature that's going to be coming out for class stacking and, and why that's so important to the core the core group of of Peloton writers who have been around for a long time. And and that kind of hits on it that like when Peloton was very focused on heart rate training, everybody talked about the fact that like longer classes at a lower intensity were how you train to to be prepared for a hundred mile ride or to go out and do bigger, you know, bigger sports activities that lasted for a long time. Endurance. And also it was great for fat burning. And so now that a lot of those classes are being purged, being able to still stack classes is is going to be a key feature for people, especially in conjunction with that skip intro button. So that'll be interesting. So I think yes. that that is excellent advice for new people uh, who are checking out Peloton through the app to try Heart Rate Zone. I think that's smart. Yes. And I thought I would jump into Power Zone immediately after because that mm-hmm. was a three-month program. And that's when I decided I needed the actual bike because 
I could measure watts on my bike, but then I, you know, hand calculated my zones and wrote them on a piece of paper. But then I had to look in four different places, you know, the paper for my zones, my watch for my heart rate, the monitor for cadence, and then a TV to see the class. So I, it was like the most stressful (laughs) class. I was all over the place you know, trying to keep up. And that's when I decided, okay, I've got to get the bike. Well, power zone um, training was a, in, at that point, it was invented by an air traffic controller. I don't know if people know that or not. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not, everyone should be glad I'm not an air traffic controller because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> like this is, this is too much. <laughs> so power zone training so, is actually what got you to get the actual bike. Yes. And wow. uh, I, I wanted to find a good used bike. And that took a few months. Even back in 2018, they were hard to find. But I found one in Missouri. What? And um, yeah, so I, uh, I bought because I'm in Arkansas. I was like, and, wait, where do you live? <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm in I'm in northwest Arkansas. And when we got our spring soccer schedule, I put out alerts in all those areas smart to see if Very. there was something available that's and i found one in uh, in missouri um which ironically was the day that my life kind of changed forever was the day i got that bike um but not for you know not for oh my life changed i got this great bike it was that's when my health scare. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what? so I didn't realize it happened that very day. So, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, tell us about that because that was going to be one of my next questions anyway. Yes. So we were out of town at a soccer tournament. It was early in the morning and I was working out at the hotel gym. Um, It was my birthday. Um, That's why I remember the date. And I suffered an injury during a workout and I thought I had like the worst neck muscle or possibly torn muscle because it was I I experienced such an intense searing instantaneous pain during a set of bicycle crunches and my first reaction was oh I gotta finish this workout you know I gotta get on to the next set of exercises but I realized within a few seconds that there was something really wrong Um, I couldn't I almost passed out and I couldn't keep my balance and I could barely walk. Uh, I had to really focus on staying upright. Um, so I, I got up to the hotel room. I laid down. Everything kind of subsided and we went off and bought the, the used Peloton that, you know, I was so dead set on getting. Um, and we took it home the next day and I helped my husband carry it up the stairs. Oh my gosh. And I took it. I took a 20 minute ride because I hadn't worked out that day and I got off and I felt horrible. And the next day I passed out at work and luckily someone was in the office with me. And I just remember coming to with her taking my pulse. She's a retired nurse and ended up going to the ER, but I went to a very small specialty like sports type ER because I assumed it was, a sports injury and they told me it was a pulled muscle and I but I also had like alarmingly high blood pressure so I they referred me to just my regular family doctor so fast forward I had all these crazy symptoms for a month 
um, I finally got in to see a neurologist and I was diagnosed with a torn vertebral artery. That's an artery that runs through your cervical spine and it carries oxygenated blood to the back of your brain. Mm. And the back of your brain controls heart and lungs. So you need that blood supply to live. And when I was diagnosed, they told me that we all have two arteries, you know, one on each side, they both go up our neck and carry blood. So if something happens to one, the other one takes up the slack. Well, the other one, in my case, I was born with it not connecting to my brain. So I, my life depends on this artery that's now damaged. And when you tear the artery, it tears the inside of it. And your body does what it's supposed to do. It, it's, starts healing that spot by clotting, just like if you had a cut on your skin. Right. But because the blood flow, those clots break off and those clots cause strokes. Strokes, and yeah. So like that's every, a stroke, yeah. yeah. So every time I had double vision or I passed out or all these crazy random symptoms, those were small strokes. Oh my God. We just didn't know it because they present very differently than what we think of sure. as a stroke that affects one side of your body. Or, right. So how long had that um, been going on for before you realized it? That went on for a month and wow. I was in and out of the doctor's office. We ran test after test, everything checked out. It wasn't until I saw a neurologist who knew what he was looking for. Right. And he like ordered the right test and when you get a call, when you have an afternoon appointment for the results, but you get a call an hour and a half before telling you that you need to come in immediately, yeah. that's not good. You know, okay, something's that's, wrong. Yeah, that's not like surprise. Um, you won a contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how? So in it, I think she has more to tell us. Okay, sorry. No, I. Sorry. I don't, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was just curious because I definitely want to hear the rest of it. I just had a question yeah, along yeah, the way. Yeah. Sorry. Um, how, mm-hmm. how do you tear something like that? Like it seems like it's pretty enclosed. Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, I don't know. It's one of my superpowers. Um, <laughs> you have shitty superpowers. I'm you need to trade them in. Yeah. <laughs> that and doesn't lose an ounce of weight exercising seven days a week. Those are my two main superpowers. <laughs> I've got that one. <laughs> um, I think I just had the right amount of force and the right type of angle that caused it but wow. there are a lot of people who have underlying conditions like genetic conditions or connective tissue disorders um, I haven't been evaluated for those but I, it, it is common it is more common in some people gotcha um, they also every time I went you know after they diagnosed me I, I kept being asked if I used drugs <laughs> and I was like, why are they asking me yeah. this? But apparently certain drugs can weaken your artery walls oh. and can cause these dissections. Either that or your um, doctors so no, really I like to party. Use. <laughs> <laughs> so what so was who the, knows, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But what was the official diagnosis? Yeah. Like how does like so so were they just like, oh, you've been having mini strokes, or were they like, there's something bigger going on here? Yes. So they told me I had suffered a vertebral artery dissection that caused many strokes. And I'd also developed a brain aneurysm. 
So at where that artery tore, it weakened the outside lining and it allowed it to balloon out into an aneurysm. And that aneurysm was sitting at the base of my brain. Um, And so that at that time, that was a a big concern for either rupture or like a massive stroke because blood can also pool inside an aneurysm and clot and then, you know, break off and that's it. Wow. So they sent me straight from that neurologist's office to the ER and (laughs) they told me you're going to meet with the stroke team and, you know, you're going to talk about what, what your next steps are. So I go into the ER thinking I'm going to sit down and talk to some doctors about what we do next. And instead they have a wheelchair waiting for me and they wheel me right back, hook me up to IVs, you know, do a full neuro assessment. They're trying to determine if they're going to keep me in the hospital or, you know, what the plan is. And I was just like, what, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Their plan for me was to let me see if I could heal on my own. They put me on, you know, several medications Ideally, you want these dissections to heal on their own, because if you go in there and intervene, it can cause more damage. But to heal on your own, you have to stop all activity. So not just don't exercise, Robin. It was don't don't do chores. Don't go outside and get too hot. I couldn't do anything that would raise my heart rate or my blood pressure. I was allowed to go to work for four hours a day and sit at a desk and then come home and get into bed. And at the time, our boys were 12 and six. We have twin boys and our younger son. And it was completely life changing because life basically stops. And and that was what my life was like for three months. Three months. No no activity. Whoa. Um, And they rechecked me three months later and we were hoping for signs of healing, but there were, there were no signs of healing. And that's when they said, we've got to go in Uh, and uh, do a surgery to see if we can address the aneurysm. So all that for nothing. I know that had to be so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And scary because like, because it didn't heal itself at any time, had you done something, you could have knocked off a piece of that blood clot and, Oh my gosh, how terrifying. So what were those three months like? Or was there any point where that wasn't on your mind? Or could things kind of get back into a, a normal cadence yeah. in terms of like not constantly I constantly thinking about it? Oh, you feel like you have a ticking time bomb yeah. in your head and you don't know you don't know if you're gonna wake up in the morning. You have you have days like that. Um yeah, it was it was three months of a lot of anxiety and luckily I have a very strong faith and we have, um, we had a wonderful support system. Ironically, the day before I was diagnosed, my mom actually moved in with us because she was renovating her house and it, you know, she, she basically took over as mom when, wow. when I was in bed, she was the one keeping the house running. Wow. wow. So it awesome. all worked out, but yeah, those that was a tough three months. Especially because you couldn't do anything to physically to process that anxiety. Exactly. My the way I handle things is to get on the bike. 
that's therapy for me. And it's so when the doctor said, be a couch potato, but don't gain a lot of weight, because if you gain a lot of weight, that puts stress on the artery. I was like, well, (laughs) what do you want me to do with the stress? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, so at some point they told me I could walk for like slowly walk. Like I would walk down to the mailbox and back. Like I would walk for two minutes and then I would walk for five minutes. Um, I translate, I took my heart rate monitor. I checked my heart rate. So at some point, I hope none of my doctors are listening. (laughs) At some point I got on the bike and I kept my heart rate below a hundred beats per minute because that's, that's what it got to when I walked slowly up a hill near my house. Smart girl. And I, so I got on and there were some days where I did five minutes and I, you know, I just pedaled and my heart rate was like in the eighties, but it, it just reminded me, okay, I'm alive. Yeah. I'm doing what I love. It's only five minutes. And for all those people that wonder if these five minute classes, I was count, just thinking that absolutely they do. I was, you do what you can when you can yeah. to your the best of your ability. I was going to say the same thing when you got done. I was just like, and for all those people, like that's not yeah. everybody's out there gaming the system. Like sometimes this is this is what they got. That's yes. that yeah. was literally yep. life changing, yeah. life saving for you to yes. be able to get on and do those five minutes. That meant everything, I'm sure. Oh yes, yes. Um, And when, so we ended up going for a second opinion at Mayo Clinic. And when that doctor told me, yes, we need to do surgery and we need to do it as soon as possible. The first thing I said to my husband was take me to Minneapolis. It was about an hour away to the Mall of America. There is a Peloton kiosk there. (laughs) I need to get on the bike and I need to process this diagnosis and this plan for surgery. So I, I have, we have pictures of me in the, at that time at the mall of America, which this seems crazy to me. They only had a kiosk. And so you're like in a fishbowl in the biggest, isn't it the biggest mall? It in is. America? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they had like two or three bikes. <laughs> this was September of 2018. I put on a Christine class put my headphones on and we have pictures of me riding the bike, you know, processing, okay, I have to have brain surgery. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's how I, that's how I deal with things. I get on the bike. Holy cow. Yeah. That's the journey. So then um, how the surgery turn out or go or like, you know, obviously it it worked to some degree. You're talking to us, but, but, um, what came next? Yes. Yes. There we go. That's the proper way to ask that question. So, uh, (laughs) A couple of weeks later, I had a stent in that artery and the goal was to divert blood flow away from the aneurysm so that the aneurysm would, would shrink. And six months later I went back for a recheck, another surgery, and it worked. So the brain aneurysm is gone. And at that point, I was able to start getting back into working out again. How scary was that first ride? That first ride where you're like, I don't have to think, worry about this. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I took it so slow, not not only with riding, because actually I had been riding prior to that. Um, they told me as soon as I had that surgery in October, 
I needed to rest for two weeks and then I could slowly start incorporating exercise again. And I just started with cardio. I did not do any form of strength training for a year. So I started with cardio. And I think the scariest part for me was getting back into strength training because I was so worried about straining too much and, you know, doing something to that artery. But the bike, the bike just felt fantastic. And when I, when I pushed too hard, my body would tell me like my face would go numb and, or my head would go numb and I would back off and I would get off the bike and I would drink a lot of water and I would rest for a few days and then I would come right back to it. It did not scare me enough to, to stop. And every week I just continued to get better and better. Um, and then I, when I started strength training, I, especially upper body, I didn't even use weights. I mean, I would do arms classes just like with holding fists, <laughs> like with no, absolutely no weight. But I progressed so quickly. Your body remembers and by December 2019, I was doing Andy's total strength program. That's and, incredible. Yeah. That's yes. really I mean, incredible. Just getting stronger every day. But, you know, tying it all together, Christine's heart rate zone training, it allowed me to work out at an effort that was that was what my body needed at the time. Um, in fact, before my diagnosis, I would get on the bike And I realized that my effort level did not match my heart rate. So my heart rate was sky high, but my effort level felt pretty, you know, I'm okay. And that was a red flag that something is off. And now post-surgery and with, you know, everything is healed, heart rate matches effort. I don't work out nearly as hard as I used to. I'm doing a lot more strength now. I do primarily endurance. If I do high intensity, they're like the 15 minute hit classes. And oh my goodness, some of those 15 minute hit classes on the bike are super hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> like super intense. So that's all you need. I, um, I agree with that. And I often tell people who are new, don't don't feel like a new, like a, a long class is out of reach and a short class isn't because those short classes can really take you out. <laughs> they are harder than a long class, in my yes. opinion. <laughs> so is this something that is kind of done now or do you is it something that once it's happened to you it, you're more more likely to have it happen again or your body works in such a way that you need to be concerned about it or is it kind of like it was a fluke thing and now you're good you know i'm really hoping it was a fluke sure. thing <laughs> and it never happens again uh, who knows and i will be rechecked so they they'll check me again in another few years okay. just to make sure that you know everything is good but I just, you know, you got to live your life. So I just keep sure keep going each day. And I don't think about it nearly as much as I used to. But yeah, I'm, it's always a, a little bit of a concern. Yeah. Sure. Are um, there things that they have you do that are things that are prevent that will prevent it from happening again? Or is it is it just like that was just a, a an odd occurrence? We don't know what caused it. So we don't have anything for you to do to prevent it. Uh, so I'll be on aspirin for the rest of my life just as a stroke prevention. Okay. okay. I think that's the main concern at this point. And 
you know, all I can say is if it happens again, let it happen on the other one right. that yeah. doesn't even connect to my brain yeah. and then I'll never know. Right. Yeah, that was like, going to be my next question. Is there a way to to connect it? Like, now that they know, I didn't know if that was even an option. I'm not no, a doctor. No, it's not. And in fact, where my aneurysm was located maybe 15 or 20 years ago, they wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. They did a procedure that is a little is is newer i think maybe 10 years old wow Um, so i'm just grateful that it happened at this point when medical advances have caught up and can do these types of procedures totally absolutely yeah well how how is the uh peloton community and the peloton bike itself how does that all fit into your recovery and what life looks like now you know, exercise is so much a part of my day. It's like I get up and I make my bed every day. I, I view exercise the same way. And I don't do it to look a certain way. I do it because I really do love it. And the community of Peloton has been so supportive, along with my core group of Facebook friends that have like kind of been with me through this whole journey. It's been a really positive part of my recovery. And I have a a little story about all of that coming together. Um, Have you done Christine's pink ride? I don't know that I actually took the ride because that was the one. Didn't that get taken down and then she redid it? Is that the one? I don't think so. It was it was one of the artist series rides and it was all pink music and How have I not? Was, I, need, it, I need to see if I've done that because pink yeah, is one of my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's really hard. I've only done it once. Wow. It was tough. And it's, I think it's only 30 minutes. You, you should check it out. So it was like a, a minor milestone for me, like a, you know, a 50, like, I don't know if it was 550 or what, but it was a minor milestone. I wasn't even thinking about a shout out. I, I did it live. But I got a shout out and it was incredible. And my my leaderboard name is Aneurysm Survivor. So a few weeks later or sometime later, um, someone posts on the official Peloton member page, the OPP turned OPMP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she got on the bike that day because she had just lost her best friend to a brain aneurysm rupture. And she got on the bike today and she chose pink because it was her best friend's favorite musician. And in the ride, she hears my shout out to aneurysm survivor. And she tagged me and she didn't tag me in this post. She just said, whoever you are, I just want to let you know how happy I am that you're alive. And I got on this ride, not knowing that I would, knowing I would be reminded of my friend because of pink but having no idea that I would hear about an aneurysm survivor on the ride. And so she, someone recognized me and tagged me so I could respond to her. And then Christine came on (laughs) and said that she lost her father to an aneurysm rupture. And I, it's like this, you know, all of these things that just come together. Christine is my absolute favorite instructor. I feel like she's been with me every step of the day. I've never every step of the way. I've never met her. I may never meet her in person, but she has been such a a special part of my recovery and 
just to, you know, be reminded that we're strong and capable and, you know, whatever we can do is, is the best we can do. Um, so it was, it was a really special moment that I will never forget. That's, um, that's magical. That's, that is the, uh, the power of Peloton yeah, right there. Absolutely. That's, yes. Yes. That's amazing. So, um, Normally we ask how you came up with your leaderboard name, but I think we, we got a handle on that, that one. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Um, uh, thanks for lightening the mood. That's what I do. It's really my only skill. Um, so uh, do you have any advice for people just getting a Peloton? Oh, you know, try all the content and don't, don't pigeonhole yourself into one instructor. Try them all. Try different rides. I ride with almost everybody. I also have the tread now. I run with everybody. Andy completely changed the way I strength train. I love like very specific programs with heavy weights. Um, there is there is so much content. Just try it all. That is excellent advice. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and for sharing that story with us. It was quite the tale. Yes. Like that. Yes. Thank you. I'm. Yeah. Feel, Thanks for I, having me. Like I feel anxious just having heard it. I didn't. I can't imagine having lived it. You yeah. know, <laughs> I can't either. Yeah. Wow. So don't I, feel anxious. It had a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was still it was it was a roller coaster. He's he's gonna okay. be like, this is another reason I don't exercise. That's what he's gonna say. I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess before we go, where can people find you if exercise. you would like to be found? Tom, it's cool that you don't exercise. Uh, I have a husband who does not exercise, so uh, I can <laughs> I, I fully support that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Crystal. <laughs> and it makes it makes for a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, when you were talking about the prescription was like sit on the couch and do nothing for three months. I'm like, I could have been getting one of these every three months for the last ten years. <laughs> I would never know. I it's, would just be yeah, constantly throw in re- some chicken nuggets. Yeah, and you're good to go. <laughs> so uh, before we go, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Yeah, so I'm in um, pretty much every single Peloton group. I'm not super <laughs> active, but um, you can find me find me in most of them. And I just started Instagram. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm January Robin on Instagram. And I only use it to post my workouts, my tonal and Peloton workouts. So you can find me there. That's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess that brings this one to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Well, for anybody who listened last week when I said it's going to be either or, they probably can figure it out. Ah. But in case you didn't listen, we are going to be talking to Angelo Poli, and he is with MetPro. Uh, and he he's going to like blow your mind with all kinds of weight loss information, nutrition information, not, exercise. Not gimmicky stuff. Not gimmicky. We're not like, going to sell you supplements no, or potions. Not or at all. Never. We're going to talk science is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, uh, and let me tell you, this is going to be a special treat because we just had the interview and I I happen to know you guys are going to want to listen to the end of this interview. (laughs) There's going to be some news dropped that's going to blow your mind and you need to be there. Okay. That's all I'll say. Okay. So uh, until next week, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe. They can find me on 
uh, Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course the triad at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe or on Twitter at Roger Kubert. Uh, you can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com and wherever you're getting your podcast from be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you want to see our lovely faces as all these words spill out of our mouth you can go check out youtube.com slash theclipout so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep peddling and running Clip in. Clip out.